Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 18th of October 2011. For newcomers, help yourself to the audios for free download at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. You'll find uh, there's hundreds there to choose from. And I try and basically record the events as we go through them and tell you how we got to this stage, where we've been in the past, uh, who helped set up the future, the one we're living in today. You'll find it's been done by think tanks down through the ages, actually, definitely through the 20th century. They love to publish their own books, lots of autobiographies of big players who were into the social sciences and also behavior modification for nations and the whole world, in fact and how they plan to bring in a type of society that be very obedient to them. A kind of socialist structure is the best structure, of course, is socialism because it's top-heavy with governmental departments all monitoring the, the general public, uh, and that's a system that's coming in. The bankers love it because they can deal straight with governments for uh, their loans for kind of welfare states and big governments. They're always out for loans, so they love that kind of government. So that's the world that's been set up as you speak and as you live, and most folk are giving up their data quite happily. They're not forced to give up their data. You see, in a totalitarian society, you must be predictable, and everyone is showing that they are predictable by giving all their data up for free and giving up personality profiles, adding to it all the time, daily, in fact, and it's all been collected happily with with a thank you from your government, all for free. In fact, you pay for it all yourselves, in fact, and you certainly will pay in the future. But at the moment, as I say, we're going through the big transformation into the global society for global governance, as they like to call it. Number two, you're the audience that bring me to you so you can support me by buying the books and discs I have at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. I don't bring on advertisers as guests who will give you terrifying stories, very interesting stuff, mind you, and then they sell you something to save yourselves at the end. I just basically give you the facts as they happen and tell you what else is involved, the stuff that's omitted from the media along with the stories. So I try and fill in the gaps to give you the fuller picture of what's really going on. So by the books and discs I have from the U.S. to Canada, you can purchase using personal check or an international postal money order, or you can use PayPal. You'll find out how to do it on the cuttingthroughthemedias.com website. And uh, straight donations are awfully, awfully welcome, as I say, because no one else, uh, I don't have sponsors. I could have, and I'd have to try to turn it into a business and get all glitzy and all, on you and all the rest of it, all show business on you. But I prefer to do it this way. And uh, across the world, you've got Western Union to order or MoneyGram, or you get, you got to PayPal once again. And straight donations across the world would certainly be welcome as well, even though we're all getting hammered with inflation and this con game of throwing billions and trillions to supposedly float nations that seem determined to sink, apparently. And uh, this is the, this, that we're at the advanced 21st century, and this, this is the best they can do, all the experts, eh? It just tax you into the ground to supposedly sacrifice all the countries on the planet to save one or two. What rubbish. But rubbish, isn't it? Do you know it's just pure rubbish? 
But that's where you get fed daily by straight-faced people with big letters behind their names who are called experts. Experts, yep. And advisors to governments, yep. This is what they tell you. So just to save a banking system or a few big banks uh, who are so dripping rich, it's like fat pouring over, you know, a, a, a boiling pan or something. Uh, it's just disgusting. And yet we're supposed to sacrifice ourselves and get ourselves into perpetual debt. That's generations and generations to come of debt. Slave, slavery, that's what it is for the ones to be born yet, to, to, to borrow from these bankers, to give to these countries, to give back to the bankers. What a merry-go-round that is, eh? That's science for you. I tell you, they're intelligent guys. Back with more after this break. I'm back, cutting through the matrix. And, you know, it's interesting to look back on the years and see the big changes, the revolutions, as they call them. Most revolutions are cultural, social revolutions, and they're very successful in changing uh, the whole of society. Um, we went through the, the cultural revolutions and, and the social revolutions and the sexual revolutions from the 60s, 70s onwards. There was feminist revolutions and uh, all kinds of sub-revolutions afterwards for for all the ones in between who decided to give themselves new and in-between identities, etc. Still happening today. It's like it's like a Protestant church. It starts off with like one group and then it splits up into different sections and, and now there's hundreds of them. And it's the same even with sexual identity now. But anyway, the thing is, these are all meant to change uh, society, and that's why they get such big publicity, not just because they're kind of newsworthy, not just because it's a good story, it's a bit different, and everyone loves to talk about sex and so on, but it's, it's because uh, they change the culture. They change the culture, and even in the, in the, it's interesting, in the 70s, uh, they came out in Britain first, of course, a flagship for, for international socialism. They came out there with single-parent families because they said that's going to be the way of the future. They just knew it because they were creating it, you see. <laughs> and, and not only creating it, they were financing it. So you didn't need a, a man anymore. Just have the child and we'll put you up and pay your taxes uh, for your house or your rent. And this is the way it's been going across the world for quite some time. Remember, the, the world for socialism, and you've got to understand, you've got to go into the Fabian writers for socialism and uh, struggle through their books. Some of them are quite interesting. Some, are, some of them are very dry. But they laid upon the line there what international socialism was all about. And um, it has to be a planned society, you see, eventually, uh, with a, a, what we now call communitarian uh, housing projects, where you have these, these NGO leaders, basically, the new Soviet leaders, uh, running your lives for you, you know, and, and governments um, finding you and uh, keeping you in place and, and, and training you through life, literally through life, lifelong training, they call it, um, as they update you with, with their political correctness. That's the, the society where you'll have very few choices on anything. And, um, and that's what they plan. Now, again, too, you have to go back to the, the fact that they said they would have to use wars and different techniques to, to terrify the public into uh, giving up rights, giving up uh, even nationhood, etc. See, that, that, that most wars, you're going to understand, are not really against just the psychopathic elite who rule over you in different countries. It's, it's not just a war between them. I'm talking about real wars with fighting wars. 
um, is to change the society on both sides. And that's what wars do. They change society on both sides. So cultural wars and social wars change the societies on both sides. The way you live, uh, whether people get married or don't have marriage anymore, and whether the state will pay for the children or not pay for the children, or if they'll depopulate and actually um, abort more, which the socialism always does. It's, it's, it's been doing that from the beginning. And then minority rights groups, and that's why it's, a lot of people are making their careers. Uh, the, no, the better psychopaths make their careers in anything that's on the go. They smell the wind, and they make their careers on minority rights. They pick a minority and become the champion of it. And they get funding for the rest of their lives, but they live very, very well, and go to big expensive dinners and give little speeches and so on. So uh, this is the system of socialism. And, uh, of course, depopulation, as I say, was a big part of it from the very beginning. Because in socialism, and I put that link tonight again if I find it um, from the, one of the founders of the Fabian Society for the World, and... Um, uh, George Bernard Shaw said that the, you, the people, will have to come to us, the elite, the ones who are intelligentsia. They like to call themselves the intelligentsia, the ones who look after the working classes, you see. The ones who think that a callous uh, is, is something, uh, somebody with a bad personality. It's not a, a hard piece of skin on your hands from actually working. So they call them intelligentsia. But these are the ones who says, so you have to come to us and explain why we should keep you alive. In other words, are, do you serve the state? Are you worth keeping alive? How well do you serve the state? He even asked for scientists to get together to create a, a lethal gas so as they could kill off the unfit, painlessly. He's a very humane person. But this is how they are. And, of course, they were at this long before Adolf Hitler came along. And because Adolf Hitler gave them, gave them a bad name, only because they lost, if he'd won, they'd be all happy. But the fact is... Gave them a bad name, so they, they, they altered their techniques, same techniques, same agendas, but different ways of getting to those agendas, and they've achieved most of them so far. And they also want a world government, you see. They were heavily involved with world governments and the United Nations on behalf of the banking boys who started up the United Nations. So, I've referred to this particular site before. It's an interesting article. It's about uh, the climate change scare machine, as it's called, the perpetual self-feeding cycle of alarm. And if you haven't noticed, you've been in this for ages now. It's 20 years of, of, my God, the sky is falling and man's killing everything off the planet. And I remember going way back years, and at the start they said it was, oh, acid rain was it was killing all, all the lakes off in Canada. And then that, that kind of fell away whenever it was going up north to fish, and the fish are pulling fishermen into the water and stuff like that. So uh, that kind of died away. But the Club of Rome in the 70s came up with the idea, because they were given the task of finding something that was so scared of the planet they'd have to come together. And they even discussed all the, all the crazy stuff that prime ministers had discussed before them. Prime Minister of Canada, uh, some of them talked about it. Um, oh, alien invasion. Would that do? Would science fiction get them in, a, in, in this frame of mind where they'd believe it eventually? Uh, they, so they thought of all these things and a threat from out there. And the best thing they could come up with was a climate and something that's around you and above you, you know, from out there, etc. Uh, and even sunspots, could that do it from out there? And so we'd all unite together to fight this enemy out there, you see, and bring the world together under control, to control, you see, of, of course, themselves, the ones who wanted the control. 
And that's what, so the Club of Rome were given that task and they came up with, uh, with global warming. And before that they tried the coming ice age. And all the same writers who wrote about the coming global warming previously had written books, bestsellers about the, the coming ice age. And just like that, they flipped overnight, and they were told to, and, and wrote their bestsellers on the coming global warming and how it would all fry, etc. And, and they said that would, that would fit the bill. Climate change, uh, global warming, and um, uh, famine, plague, etc., um, uh, uh, drought, uh, that would fit the bill. That would fit the bill, and that's what they gave back to their masters, and that's been the agenda that's been pushed ever since. Facts don't matter. So this article here, uh, the climate change scare machine, goes into quite a lot of it. Uh, but the interesting part, and it's a big PDF you can download to, I'll put links up at cuttingthroughthematrix.com at the end of the night. But uh, you, you can actually see uh, all of the, a lot of the organizations, the big organizations, and there's hundreds and hundreds of them, who are all cashing in on this with the money they're getting thrown at them through, through governments and, and organizations and the, the tax write-offs of foundations, etc., living very, very well. I mean, it's a very lucrative thing to, for a good psychopath to get into. Especially the U.S. government has poured $79 billion and then some into uh, this uh, whole thing with carbon and, and global warming. It says, but the pro-scare funding is pervasive. For example, the Australian government spent up $14 million on a single ad campaign, one ad campaign, to convince the public, be scared, be terrified. Another 90, and then the Australian gave also another 90 million every year, dollars, on a, on a Department of Climate Change, while they passed the carbon taxes in Australia now too. The UK government paid for lobbyists to lobby them, themselves. And the BBC, the British Broadcasting Corporation, which is pretty well owned by the government, Crown Corporation, um, partners with the lobby groups. The EU doesn't subsidize renewables. It also pays them to push for more subsidies. Even the dastardly Exxon paid more than 20 times as much for a single renewables research project than it did to skeptics. Last year in carbon markets, $142 billion turned over. And $243 billion was invested in renewables. If the carbon market idea went global, it was projected to reach $2 trillion a year. Every banker and his dog has a bone in this game. Why wouldn't they? Curiously, some just can't see the vested interests of global financial houses and government bureaucrats in these policies. Andy Revkin suggests that the opposition to the alarmist juggernaut is well-coordinated and not contentious. But how well coordinated are the IPCC, the United Nations, which think tank has two week long junkets for tens of thousands of people, including media representatives from all over the world, not the skeptics. The money side of the equation is so lopsided and egregiously dominated by, so- by pro-scare funding at every level that skeptics can thank Dunlap McWright for bringing it up. We'll take your minor millions and vague illusions to influence and up the ante a magnitude, so to speak. Yeah, let's talk about the vested interests. So there's massive money, massive money being doled out. It's all your cash, so mind you. One way or another, it ends up coming from you. And, uh, uh, and that's what's funding. This must be. It's a must-be project, you see. The United Nations wants it. The banks want it because you'll profit incredibly from it. And, um, and again, too, it makes it's for control over every single being on the planet to be sustainable. Now, in Britain now, they go around your garbage bins 
and they fine you if you haven't closed the lid properly. They go through your garbage to see if you put the right stuff in the right bins and fine you massively if you haven't, and stuff like this. A complete spy operation. That's just your garbage. That's, there's a whole lot of other ways of spying you too. This is what you want to bring in under this wonderful international socialistic system that works really for the bankers on the pretext of the ordinary people. Really think about it. You know, the mob are always conned. They're always conned by the intelligentsia. Lenin and these guys belonged to the intelligentsia. Again, they hadn't a clue either. They also thought that a callous was something to describe a person's nature. They didn't know it was hard skin on the hands from doing sort of manual work. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix, and and it's interesting too, as I say, that uh, the United Nations, along with all the United Nations branches, and even the big money boys too, the IMF and the World Bank and all the boys that work with the United Nations, were supposed to come up to their proper role down the road, and here we are, right on cue for the 21st century, and out come the big protests that start off very, very well for the right reasons. We're so sick of getting screwed by the banks, which was rather obvious that they were screwing us all and getting rewarded for it. It's the first time that we've seen uh, gangsters getting just rewarded right off the bat by what you thought was your represented governments across the world. But the gangsters certainly do, and that's what they are. They're gangsters. They knew what they were doing. They knew for years they were creating bubbles and filling pockets, and they'd have to answer one day. But they also knew and had meetings long before the crashes that uh, they'd get bailed out by the governments that were too big to fail. After all, once they're gone, I mean, nothing's going to work. There's nothing to replace it. Simple as that, you see. Anyway, so what we find coming out now, when it's time for the push for uh, globalism, 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 we've heard that for years and years now. It's taught through government training courses for government employees and so on across the world. And this article here comes from the United Nations itself, campaign for a UN parliament, you know, the world parliament of the world that Shelley talked about a long time ago and, um, and some American presidents also talks about, they also, some of them actually read the poem before speeches, the world parliament of the world. And here we go out of these protests. You think started with the banks, of course, and it got a lot of people to follow them. But there are people at the head of it that know what it's really for. And it says amid international protests. And once again, here you go, intellectuals and activists issue manifesto for global democracy. And now no one's ever described really what democracy is. And Plato said it always ends up in, in basically uh, a form of communism and then dictatorship. Intellectuals Naomi Klein, uh, Vandana Shiva, Noam Chomsky, Eduardo Galliano and Michael Hart, as well as mass protest organizers and activists, have issued a manifesto that includes a strong call for global democracy and in particular democratic rule over the international financial system. The manifesto was published in the Guardian newspaper on the 14th October 2011. I'll put both links up, by the way. On the eve of international demonstrations in over 950 cities and more than 80 countries, that's an organization for you, that were inspired by the Occupy Wall Street protests. 
the Arab revolutions, which were all funded by the West and trained in the West too, and protests for real democracy in Spain. The manifesto that was endorsed by activists and groups from the Middle East, Africa, Europe, United States, Asia, Latin America among them, and Democracia Realia International says that institutions like the G8, G20, the International Monetary Fund, or the UN Security Council must be made democratic or be overturned. See? Now, must be made democratic or overturned. Now, how would you make them democratic when everyone is a private organization, privately owned, by the way. I mean, the G8 is a club of guys that got together. They have no legitimacy to do so under anybody's charter, any national charter. But the bankers decided they wanted it, you see, for the globalist society. And um, the International Monetary Fund, again, is a private uh, collection of banks. Or, which also get tax money as well given to them. Or, and uh, the United Nations is a private organization. Private entity. And it says, and the Union Security Council must be made democratic or be overturned. And how do you make the Security Council democratic? Uh, because you see, their job is to go and bomb anybody uh, that won't come under what they call democracy. They're doing that right now. And bringing in the same system. According to the document, in an age of globalization, global forces shape people's lives. Our jobs, health, housing, education, and pensions are controlled by global banks, markets, tax havens, corporations, and financial crisis. It says that under such conditions, citizens of the world must get control over the decisions that influence them at all levels, from global to local. You've heard all these uh, little catchphrases before. Uh, citizens of the world, local, global, you know, and think act, act local, global, think local, uh, or act local. All these things come from the same United Nations organizations. Activists Anna Sofia Suarez and Jimri Zamaret commented in The Guardian that, of course, this manifesto is not endorsed by all the people that participate in the worldwide protests. Nonetheless, the signatories hope that the text is legitimate as a manifesto coming from the protest, supported by many involved, such as the Democracia Real Ya International, the main assembly in Madrid, the main assembly in Boston, Buenos Aires, and Sua Paolo. They added that it was a deliberate decision not to define what democratic global institutions are. And that's true, they won't, yeah, you see, and to leave it as a principle. And they have a manifesto united for global democracy. On 15th October to the Lesnar, united in our diversity, united for global change. Again, change is good. Does it tie in again? Ring bells, connect anywhere. We demand global democracy, global governance, global governance by the people, for the people. That would never, you know, you understand, if you can't get control of your local council, your town council, and you've got something situated thousands of miles away, to run the whole planet. Do you think there any time for you? Inspired by our sisters and brothers in Tunisia, Egypt, Libya, Syria, Bahrain, Palestine, Israel, uh, Spain and Greece, we too call for a regime change, a global regime change. In the words of Vandana Shiva, the Indian activist, today we demand replacing the G8 with the whole of humanity, the G7 billion. Undemocratic international institutions are our global Mubarak, our global Assad, our global Gaddafi. These include the IMF, the WTO, global markets, multinational banks, G8, G20, European Central Bank and the UN Security Council. Back with more after this.
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. We're back cutting through the matrix and just just going through uh, this manifesto uh, for really for a UN parliament. It's also called a campaign for a UN parliament. And uh, this will... This is the way that it's all going to go with the big banks along, you know, a bit of a smiley face banker type of thing. And, uh, and then again, all the special rights groups that, that would emerge if you get your global parliament. There'll be minorities all over the place and, until if you're just an ordinary person, you're just out the picture. Uh, you have to be something awfully special to be noticed apparently. And that's how, that's how it gets all crazy and mad, etc. And then too, political correctness comes in to the extent you, you just can't say anything at all. You can't think for yourself. Well, if you can think for yourself, you must live inside your head. It's dangerous to, to have conversations once such a system is in because they're, these people are ruthless. If we haven't learned from uh, socialism and communism in the past, then we'll never learn anything. And mind you, I'm not standing up for the bankers here. Their system is just is, is, is awfully corrupt too and, and disgusting. Uh, it's, it's, it's no different at all. Power is power, and the same kind of people, I, I think, go into all, all areas of it. If, it's, if it's someone who's a psychopath smells the, where, where the winds go, and left wing, right wing, they'll, they'll follow it and get to the top. And they'll see all the right things. They've got charisma, and they can be charming. And they can uh, stand up in a crowd without blushing because they have no, they have no kind of shame of any kind whatsoever, regardless of what they say. And uh, and they're very good actors. So be very careful about le- following people. And even when you start off anything on, with good intentions, and people should definitely be protesting, not just the banks but their own governments that that bailed the darn things out. Um, then uh, be very careful because the ones at the top will always use you for your, and your numbers. To, uh, as to show to government. You see, these people all want global governance and a socialistic kind as well. And that's what it's really all about, uh, to be honest with you. Well orchestrated, well planned uh, a long time ago, I'm sure. And um, we're seeing it coming out now, what it's really all about. And um, now there's callers on the line there. I'll see if I can get them in. There is, I'm just waiting for it coming up here. There's Alex from Victoria on the line. You're there, Alex. Hello, Alex. Hi there. Yes, you're there. Yeah. How are you, Alan? Oh, hanging on. Just, uh, just uh, have, trying to advise the beavers to leave my area alone. They're trying to flood the road here. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> yeah, they're they're creating wetlands everywhere. They've got permission under the World uh, Wildlife Fund and the Murray Strong Air Summit, so they've got rights now. And um, they're they're trying. To, yeah, they're gaining more territory. Yeah. Well, better them than the hydro company, or worse, the bankers. Well, yes, I think they'll work together. I think well, they all got the same lodges. You know, there's a Beaver Lodge too. You know, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, uh, I've been out at the uh, looking at the Occupy movement around here, and um, we sort of sensed that it was um, created by the uh, bankers. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they've they've seemed to have uh, tried to lure in um, young, impressionable and vulnerable uh, students who have, who have been heavily indoctrinated through the uh, well-funded universities and stuff. Yep. And uh, they're coming out and protesting things they know nothing about while ignoring seasoned activists who they've deemed are crazies with signs and stuff. Yes. It's quite a mess. But yep. um, we're working on bridging the gap and trying to communicate with them. And as you know, it's probably next to futile. 
Yeah. Um, the process being so long for somebody to wake up. Well, also, also too, it's pretty good that sometimes to to turn to have a, a look at the series by Yuri Bezmenov, who the, from the K, old KGB system, and the lectures he gave in the states, where he he talked about the liberalism that was, was purposely taught by the by selected universities, by selected professors, to bring down uh, their own countries from within under the guise of liberation, democracy, etc. And to hold up the Soviet system as an ideal, and and of course they had a romantic image about the the People's Republic and all that kind of stuff. It was a people's dem- democracy, and they, and they had no idea of the reality of the Soviet Union. But he he actually went through the agenda, and uh, it's a good idea to, to to show the young ones that because they have been heavily indoctrinated by by the professors, and there's no doubt about it. You have to be a, a far far left leaning. Where anything goes, everything's fine. It doesn't matter what you do, you know, uh, in this day and age. Um, but you must be a, an everything go professor to get the job nowadays. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I betcha. Um, well, uh, we're seeing uh, kids coming out from the um, political uh, science and political thought program, which sounds a lot like uh, something out of Orwell's 1984, yeah. and also from. Um, uh, psychology and law enforcement courses in the university, and then from the Social Justice Collective. That seems to be the bulk of the quote-unquote organizers. Sure. Um, and they're they're basically the preoccupy movement at this point because they don't represent 99% of anything, but maybe um, the recruitment from the university, yeah. uh, which doesn't represent the the issues at all. So we're no. we're up against something quite big. And then of course the, the TV cameras spin away from the really pertinent signs like. They didn't put yours. I, I had your sign held up, Alan Watt, cutting through the matrix. Yep. The chief of police asked me about it, mm-hmm. um, who he was, and I said, it's the voice of truth. <laughs> and yep. then, uh, of course, the TV cameras just go right by, and they wouldn't even film most of our really pertinent signs. So sure. it, it's a very uh, uphill battle. But what we're doing is we're going to get them to tune into you. And yep. um, you're, you're about the most rational and, and accurate uh, voice of truth in, out there. So we're, we're hoping that people will tune in and mm-hmm. we might get some more listeners out of this movement, I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. It's, it's very difficult if you've been heavily indoctrinated when you're young. Uh, and that's why they always go for the youth, a fresh bunch of empty minds, and you can shape them the way you want. Ch- youngsters see things in black and white. Great. There's no gray area. There's something's either very wrong or, or very good. And, and of course, it's easy for those who understand the process, you know, the, the neuroscientists to develop courses for them and brainwash them until, because they're ignorant of all the other facts. And that's the beauty. You simply omit all the other details that you have to, you'd have to give them to have them fully informed. Uh, and of course, they don't know that they think they are fully informed. They think they've been taught all there is to know. They don't know if the horrors of the past and the cons of the past and the miseries of the past uh, caused by international socialism, which the bankers all funded, by the way. And, uh, and here they are at it again for this. Again, always looking for a utopia. They're always sold utopias, you know, always sold on a utopia. And they don't realize that some are more equal than others in such utopias, as Orwell said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is it, is, it, is it like the Russian Revolution or the French Revolution, do you think? Uh, well, what they're trying, they're actually giving themselves analogies to the French Revolution, where the people spoke, etc., etc., which wasn't true at all, because it started off really as a middle-class revolution in, in France. And maybe it's a bit of a middle-class here. Most of the working class are really out of the picture. 
against universities once again. But, uh, of course, uh, there was different forces behind it. There was also a special money force, even with the French Revolution uh, behind them. And uh, they were given uh, the freedom of uh, Paris and France, actually, after after funding people like Napoleon that came out of it. He gave them for, for, for actually funding the revolution. So the bankers were even heavily behind that, too. Yeah. And um, did Napoleon try and uh, conquer Russia and then leave all kinds of people behind to die because, or, or mm-hmm. basically, he, he yeah, he was a he was a really good socialist, um, uh, and uh, he 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 used his men very well for his own gain, and, and he was psychopathic, no doubt about it. But uh, he left an army there to, to die and freeze, and he came back, got another one. Then he took a whole bunch of them off to, off to Egypt because he was also a mason, you see. And uh, and he he left a whole army of them there. Once he got he raided a few pyramids and took stuff home, he left his army there when the English shipping came in, the warships came in. So he left them to get caught there too. But he managed to get back to Paris himself again. He was awfully good at leaving. You know, the, all the hardworking people behind him, all the ones that served their purpose, like good good socialist little beings should. Yeah. yeah. I guess the last thing I'd like to say is that um, it's, it's unfortunate these people aren't listening to uh, the people that have been out doing this for decades and that have uh, really suffered through and studied corruption and um, conspiracy because um, they, they don't even realize, any, they don't have a clue how bad it really is. They actually think government's your friend and they're there to help you. Um, I know. It's yeah. about the bankers. Yeah. And, um they don't realize we're actually trying to prevent them from having to go through what we're going through or living through or suffering through. Yes, and what they do realize too is their masters that are really behind it all. Because I understand social, all big movements are led by deception. Where it's communism in its true form, or its true name really, or just plain socialism, where Nazism was a socialist movement to begin with too, national socialism. And they're always lied to by those who help, who make you bring it in for them. You fight to bring it in for them. And then in come the rules. And then you find out you've got the scientists ruling you again because they truly believe that science and intellectual groups should rule over the public. And so you end up with the statistics department running your lives, deciding if you, what you're going to be when you're five years old will make you an, an engineer, you will be a road sweeper, uh, stuff like that. They want an ordered planned society. And again, depopulation, uh, they want the state to give education and really rear the young, uh, free of all the contamination. And that's the, what they call it, by the way, contamination of morality from their parents. Or grandparents. So they've got all that, and, and uh, so they've got a whole list of things that they must do. They won't talk about that when they're protesting the banks or leading all the, a lot of well-meaning people, but leading them up the garden path. They don't talk about their ultimate goals here. Or, or redistribution of all wealth, and you'll still be borrowing money to give to third world countries, even more money, and you'll be in austerity too, even even more austerity, a perfect austerity uh, will be brought in as well. You're, you're looking at the whole kit and caboodle here uh, that will come out of this. And they will merge totally with the banking system. They're already in it with the United Nations, and the UN was started up by the Milner Group, who were all international bankers. They still run it today under the Royal Institute of International Affairs. Yeah. 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 Um, it looks like it, they've, they've uh, covered all the angles, and they're, they're coming at us from so many different ones, that, like with advanced military uh, medicine and also uh, biological and genetic warfare. Absolutely. Bringing down the population is a big, always been a, a number one, a priority uh, with uh, socialism. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Well, 
thank you very much for taking my call. And um, I, I'll, I'd like to say I went to um, uh, Money is Debt by uh, Paul Grignon last night, and I met him and talked to him, and he was he had some really good ideas on economy. Oh, yeah. And, um, uh, I'll try and mail some of his DVDs to you if you can't watch it online. I know there's some on YouTube, but um, I'm okay. going to get a couple of DVDs from him, and then um, I'll send them to you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. And I've, I've told him to call into your show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Take care. Take care. Bye now. And now there's Dean from New York as well. You're there, Dean. Hello, Dean. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Alan. Uh, how are you? Not bad at all. Yeah. All right. Very good show tonight. Um, like to because uh, you're a, you know I kind of respect your opinion as a you know one of the alternative thinkers of the day. Um, there seems to be a growing. With Occupy Wall Street, Alex Jones phenomenon, uh, et cetera, there seems to be a very large truth moving going. You know, I can even throw in the zeitgeisters into this. And that's a, seems to be a lot of energy going towards resisting this oppressive system. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it seems that no one has considered that um, it's uh, an alternative would be um, more or less, uh, not to explain this, I, I want to make it think like I'm saying a utopian society, but right now we don't have a choice when we get registered, our birth certificate, our social security cards, our driver's license, etc. cetera. Yeah. Regardless of what country, well, not regardless of what country, but in most of the Western countries, I'm an American, uh, we automatically get registered into their society, their mm-hmm. system. Yep. They control everything in their society, in their system. As you've been saying, and, and the highlight now is the bankers. And I would assert and suggest that as much as the bankers do control uh, economies, what really controls is the bar guild, are the attorneys of the world. Yep. The bar guild control everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, basically, through this corrupt bar guild system, they've taken over. For example, it's the bar guild that registers our birth certificates. Yep. They created the social security systems. They're the ones that enforce the UCC law, the Admiralty law, all forms of law, mm-hmm. international law, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's all controlled within this system that everyone. Well, not everyone in the world, but the, us Western people, mm-hmm. for the most part. And, and now, as they're trying to take over Libya and Egypt, soon Afghanistan, Iraq, soon they will all be under the same banking guild. Yep. That's in uh, that works in cooperation with the, uh, the you know the lawyer guild and the banking guild are all more or less one creature. Absolutely, absolutely. And fa- a lot of them are actually related to each other as well. Yep. Oh, absolutely. They're all from the a different hand from the same source, more or less. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I guess my point is that we all acquiesce at birth, through life, through school, through university, through job, through our locale, wherever you're born. We all acquiesce to this system because there's never been an alternative. Yeah. Okay, there hasn't been an alternative. Now, I recently became aware of a gentleman from Australia, and he spent the last 25 years of his life creating an alternative system. And within that system, it has everything that this evil, corrupt system has.
has the rule of law, which is the basis of society. Mm-hmm. I guess my point is, if, if what is your opinion? I just want a third-party kind of you know feedback. Mm-hmm. Is I'd like to spend time, you know, maybe uh, in, you know, most useful amount of our time as individuals in this movement, in this truth movement, is it to go against a corrupt system that is just completely has everything controlled, everything from the time we're born to the time we die, they control everything, or make everyone aware that we have an alternative now. And if everyone said, oh, we have an alternative, and started to opt out of their system, their bar guild, creating more or less to create a new individual that they have no hold over, right? Because you've heard of, like, the free men and et cetera, right? Yeah. This, this movement hits to the very core of it. And uh, I don't know if you might spend a few minutes, you know, I don't expect a, a, an answer right now because you don't know who I'm talking about or the information. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we have a big coming up now. Hi, folks, I'm back, and we're cutting through the matrix. But uh, I'm not really sure about this. There's a, there's the one that the guy mentioned, and there's a whole bunch of avatars on it and, and spiritual leaders, etc., etc. And um, that's just too new agey for me, if that's the, the one that I see there. So I think it's, it's something else that's been dreamed up to take care of the other part of society that haven't gone along with the, the other movements. Everything's managed in this world, you know. Everything's managed, so you have to be very, very careful of what you, you, you look into. Because, um, believe you me, it's, it's a shopping mall out there. It's all, it's already made, the shopping mall. It's all the brand name shops. And whatever you're looking for, there's something there for you, whatever you're looking for. And it's the same with religion uh, and societies, utopias, etc., etc. And uh, I know all of the different groups that have worked for, along with the other globalists for a long time. And plus all the religious sects too, the, the, the new agey sects as well. And um, you, you just end up with another, uh, just the same system one way or another uh, under the same, on different guises. It's always the same system. So we have to be more practical. Actually, the best kind of government of all is, is a, a limited government, a very small limited government with a set uh, bunch of laws that it can follow and it can't change them. They can't change them or reinterpret. The main thing is they cannot reinterpret laws. You see? Because they do that all the time now. That's what most lawyers do is they, they, they use a technique, it's almost Talmudic, where they reinterpret everything over and over to, to suit the time, as you say, and so they can get around things and change it. And it's always for the benefit of really a few at the top. But um, whereas intellectuals are really ruling you, or pretend, uh, pretentious intellectuals, or, or religious avatars, or whoever else, are people who claim that they're the second reincarnation of Jesus or whatever. I can't go along with that at all. I can't, you know. And I've seen so many cons in the past that you have to be awfully, awfully careful. And some really well done cons as well. But we're living in a world of change, there's no doubt about it. All these changes are happening now at the same time for a reason, because they're coordinated that, that way. That's why. They're coordinated that way. And... Um, uh, they've even said at the top that there'd be a convergence eventually where people would be so upset 
by the present structure. They'd have to morph it into the new system, but they won't lose power on the way. They'll simply give the appearance of changing, an appearance of uh, sharing power, but they'll share it with the very ones, that are the socialists which they want to bring in, who are more dogmatic than you'd ever imagine. Not the smiley faces on the streets, uh, telling you nice things about here we are all together, and they all parrot again like the human microphone, that's what they call it, they all parrot the words, which is a psychological technique as well, by the way, uh, because now you're saying the same thing that they're saying. But anyway, um, you can understand that, that you're being led along the path. Uh, when have you ever seen a, a suggested that a system comes in where the individual is asked, what do you want for yourself? Hasn't happened. The only time that could happen is when there's limited government and then even if the American Constitution had been stuck to along with, uh, with all the masses of lawyers flooding in to work for governments and the banking boys and all the rest of it, uh, it would have kept government very, very small. It would have kept the, the citizens' rights to the maximum, uh, where freedom was at the maximum. And you could basically build a life for yourself as long as you didn't hurt other people and plunder them in the process. You could live a life uh, the way that you wanted to. And uh, that's how it should really be. Not, I don't like taking orders from idealists of any kind, whether it's idealism in communism, socialism, capitalism, or new agey. Not from me, no thank you. From Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night. I mean, your God or your gods go with you. Remember to donate as well. Things are bad right now. <laughs>